Hallelujah. Oh, you can do a better one. Oh, somebody celebrate the Lord in the house. If you believe the Lord has given you life, give the Lord a shout of praise. Tell him how good he is. Celebrate the king in the house. He deserves all the praise and all the honor. Hallelujah. This evening, I just want to bless the name of the Lord and talk about his goodness, how lovely he is, and how he has times and seasons in his hands. Amen. You've got times and seasons in your hands. Oh, you call for light out of darkness. And you don't need a man to be the God you are. But you have chosen to call us your own. Oh, you've got times and seasons in your hands. Oh, God, you call for
Acknowledging people in our midst, we have in our midst Prophetess Dorcas Coleman. Let's appreciate the Lord for her life from Glorious Kingdom Mighty Ministries. Mommy, you are welcome. We also have some churches represented over here. Please give me a wave so we can acknowledge you. We have God's Deliverance Church. Just a wave if you're around. God's Deliverance Church. Okay. God bless you for coming. Abundant Grace Church. Okay, you're welcome. Full Gospel Church International. You're welcome. Imitate Christ Church. Imitate Christ Church. You're welcome, Auntie. And Presby Church, Boom Branch. Presby Church, Boom Branch. I know she doesn't want to wave, but I've seen her already. God bless you all for being part of today's program. Hallelujah. It's all set for the word of God. Wednesday, it was awesome over here. Our daddy taught us about the outpouring of the Spirit of God upon all women. The Miriam spirit, the Deborah spirit, the Anna spirit. 
Amen. As a word that we carry purpose. And we cannot fail God. But we need to do our assignment in these last days because God is counting on us. Yesterday we learned about the gathering of the women. We need to put on royalty and stand in the gap. Hallelujah. I don't know what God has for us today. But surely he has a word for our lives. And that will be a seed in us. I want us with a standing ovation and with a round of applause, receive the ministry of our Papa, Most Reverend Dr. Richard Ahiagwede. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, can you please take your seats? It's a great joy to be in the house of our Father tonight and to enjoy his presence for what he has for the woman in these last days. I want to bless the Lord for every one of us especially the men for joining us as we focus a lot on the woman. The Lord has always used men tremendously to fulfill his divine agenda. But in these last days, it is our turn. It's the turn of the women. Hallelujah. And together, the men and the women of the earth would accomplish the purposes of our Father. Join me again as we celebrate the Lord for Mama Joanne. Mama Joanne is in the house. Let's celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. And join me, celebrate the Lord. My mother is in the house. Mama Karis. Mama, good to see you. Let's celebrate the Lord for Mama Ishra Apiemi. Hallelujah. Are you clapping or you are trying to clap? Let's celebrate the Lord again for Dr. Benis Hector. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate the Lord for Apostle John and Prophetess Coleman. Prophet Alex J. Mensa is in the house. The Gaini prophet. Hallelujah. Mama Mercy. Reverend Chris Paddy. Reverend Sam Apia. Reverend Chris Kwashi, Reverend Mrs. Akofa Takao, Pastor Mrs. Kwesin, Pastor Debbie, Emanuela, Evangelist Benis, Hallelujah. The Lean Sisters and all 
the great women that are gathered and all the mighty men and every single individual. Let's celebrate the Lord for the instrumentalists. Hallelujah. And perhaps we celebrate the Lord for your lives. And for all the sons and daughters, media, bless you for the good job you're doing. Hallelujah. And in case I have forgotten you, I can't forget you. I celebrate the Lord for your lives also. Everyone. Because when we take off, this is a non-stop flight. Hallelujah. It's a non-stop flight. And today is the last night of Guinea Prophetic Conference 2022. There's something that the Lord has been emphasizing since yesterday night. And the whole night, when the Lord decided to take away my sleep, then it means that the matter is very important to him. And when he does that, I become very helpless and restless, and there's nothing I can do. And I know that tonight, he would show up and do a specific ministry to every one of us, especially the women whose hearts will be bleeding and testing and hungering for his touch. This year's conference has been dubbed a prophetic conference. And somebody may want to find out why because this is the first of its kind that I have named the conference, the Guyane Prophetic Conference. Prophetic Conference because there are very deep things on the heart of God that he's revealing, even as his word comes to us. And they are so instructive and full of divine intelligence. Anytime we talk about security, intelligence, you know what it means. But this one is divine intelligence. It is what God specifically is saying. But it's not coming like that's here the Lord. But it is coming in the fullness of his unction to emphasize to us the depths of his heart cry. And it's so revealing and unfolding because it must come to pass. And there are things that God would have us know and things that God would have us to do because he would have us to understand 
his timetable for the period we are living in. When you don't know your school's timetable, then you miss out a lot of the classes and the lessons. So every student is supposed to have the school's timetable so you will know when you'd have to present yourself for any lesson. Hallelujah. The Lord wants me to emphasize to us that woman prepare for these last days. The woman has to prepare for these last days. The church of God has to prepare for this last day. It's very unfortunate that the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, when I talk about the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. We are so limited in the knowledge of these last days. And it's unfortunate that we are not prepared for the events that would take place in these last days. And the Lord wants me to emphasize that very clear to us. And especially with all humility to all those of the frontiers, the ministers of the gospel, that it is our number one responsibility to prepare God's people for these last days. Hallelujah. We need to, we are to prepare God's people for these last days to teach them, to educate them, to inform them, and to let them know and understand what exactly God is saying and what we must all know of these last days and prepare for these last days so that events will not take us on our ways. Events will not take us by surprise. Hallelujah. Just as COVID took the whole world by surprise, it's just because we have not prepared for Hallelujah. And people gave all kinds of interpretations and meanings to COVID. And even till today, there are those of us who still don't even know why COVID came and what COVID is. Hallelujah. But it's important that we would know because the Bible says in Psalm 25 verse 14 that the secrets of the Lord are with those that fear him. And anytime the issue of fear of God comes in, we take it for reverence. But you see, one of the things that has happened to the church is that we don't fear God. But we have to fear God. Like in those days, Daddy is coming home and everybody is finding his place because you can't mess up whilst Daddy is coming. The reverence aspect is there. But say a thing I'm here near. I will see you boom. I will see a be bias. But we become so familiar. But in these days and times, if we can be prepared for God, women and people of God, we must go back to fear God. 
Hallelujah. When we were young Christians coming up, we were taught to fear God. That though you can have a personal relationship with God and have a wonderful time with God, that God could come so low to your level, you still fear God. You can be very close to daddy, eat with daddy, play with daddy, but he's daddy. His mommy. Sometimes we get so used to mommy, but as for daddy, you lie about it. Hallelujah. When you start doing some things and mommy says, na papa bo magblogani. When daddy comes, I'll tell daddy, you say, your whole day is, is spoiled and it's unnegotiable. Dr. Sally. <laughs> Hallelujah. Celebrate my brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Doc, there's a seat. Uh, you're okay there. All right. <laughs> Amen. So the fear of God is so crucial for our season and time. We can't take God for granted. Amen. Come with me to Second Timothy chapter four, chapter three. Second Timothy chapter three. From verse one. Second Timothy three from verse one. Says this know also that in the last days, I may declare to us that the last days has been of a wild range of a period. The last days began with the birth of Jesus. But we are in the latter days of the last days. We are at the end point of the last days. And he himself grew into the last days and spoke to us clearly about things that would happen. And when even he was living and left from Mount Olivet, the angels of God showed up and said, why do you men of Galilee gaze the heavens? For this same Jesus you see taken away from you shall return in the same manner. Hallelujah. His disciples, the apostles, were so sure that Jesus was going to come in their days and time. And specifically, he said to some of them, that they will not die till he comes again. So what do you think? Do you know, would you agree that there are some of the lost disciples, apostles, who are still alive today? He said they will not die till he comes. So it means that they are still alive. There is an old man in the mountains of Tibet, who is over 400 years, the Lord intentionally appointed him 
And his call is to intercede for the church. He's still alive. He's over 400 years, still alive, interceding for the church. There are a lot of mysteries of the kingdom that the Lord has deliberately reserved for these last days. But the church of the Lord Jesus Christ have not been brought to understand those things because of the way theologians have explained and said things. So we are living more on the ideologies and the philosophies of men than what God himself has to say to us. And I'm sure I may make some statements tonight and it will be like Papa Wan is committing apostasy. But don't judge me yet. Because there are things, for the fact that you do not know, does not mean it's not there. Hallelujah. There's one subject in the scriptures that even the Bible doesn't give us so much details about but it's been reserved for these last days, the powers of the age to come. Hebrew just, Hebrews just mentioned it a bit in Hebrews 4, the powers of the age to come or the powers of the world to come. And another subject that so much has not been, so much details have not been giving us. We just heard a little of it in Genesis and then in Hebrews, about Melchizedek, as to who exactly Melchizedek is. And the Bible talks about our priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is one of the manifestations of God. We see, nobody gave a lot of details about Melchizedek. Like Elijah, we don't know about his father. None is said about his mother or his background or descent. The man shows up and does so many wonderful things. And then he's taking off. But to be brought again. And Jesus himself said, if we shall believe, John the Baptist is Elijah, which is to come. Hallelujah. So, beloved, there are deep things, but have been reserved for these last days. And in these last days, for the last day army, that would seek the Lord to know the ways of the Lord and to understand what the Lord has for these last days, these things shall be revealed to them. That is why in this year's Guyana, it's a prophetic conference because God wants us to be prepared for the last days and to have insight of the last days and to know what entails in these last days. In Revelation 2, we are told that in Revelation 1, specifically the Lord Jesus spoke to the Apostle John and said to him to write, those things that must happen in these last days. Hallelujah. The things that must happen in these last days. And one of the things that theologians have never helped us with, because Revelation 
is written from chapter 1 to chapter 22, the idea of all the things that happen chapter by chapter is taking us one follows the other. But no, in Revelation, it does not follow as it follows the chapters. It does not follow that sequence of chapter by chapter. It follows by the revelations and the seasons and the moments of God. Hallelujah. And we have to understand this is that there are so many things that have been laid and, and, and covered and hidden. We are told that, and, and that is what everybody cries for, double portion of anointing, double portion of anointing, but it's an error. What God wants you and I to experience before the Lord Jesus Christ comes is never a double portion of his anointing, but it's a sevenfold anointing. Isaiah 11. Sevenfold of his anointing. Because the Bible talks about he, the Lord, have seven horns. Seven horns. And each of these horns carries the revelations of the anointings and the graces and the strength that would demonstrate, that the Holy Ghost would demonstrate to us in these last days. So when we are asking God for double portion, we are limiting his plan for us because his plan for us is not double portion. His plan for us is sevenfold. Seven by seven. So in these last days, we are going to experience the 49 unctions of the Lord. 49 unctions of the Lord. And it's going to be awesome. And one of them is for us to experience the order of Melchizedek. Woman, we must prepare ourselves for these last days and understand what things would happen in these last days and the kind of posture and attitude we must have to prepare ourselves for these last days because the Lord is really going to come on us to use us for these last days. The heavens would help us in these last days. Angels would help us in these last days. The ancient saints would help us in these last days. When you begin to seek God in prayer, you will be surprised at certain presence of certain ancient men, ancient women that would team up with us, that would partner with us to fulfill the assignment and the calling of these last days. That certain things that Paul could not complete. He would show up and help us how we can complete it. Certain things that Elijah could not complete. You know Elijah is going to come back. Read Malachi 4. 1 and 2. It will tell you of the law of Moses and the Bible says we should remember the law of Moses and that he's going to send his servant Elijah before the last day before the day of the Lord, who would turn the heart of the Father to the sons and the heart of the sons to the fathers. And that is one crucial thing of these last days, that we should return to acknowledge the leadership that the Lord has raised for the church. The leadership, 
that the Lord has raised for the church is one thing that the church should really give recognition to because there is a thing that God would do in our lives by the leadership that he has raised in the church. And for those leaderships that God has not raised in the church, but have taken the church as their empire, once they stand to do ministry, the Lord will cut them off. So if you hear of any man or woman of God die was preaching, the Lord is removing those that are not his. We must understand that in these last days, there are some mistakes we cannot make again. But the church of God must come back to order, to fear God, to revere God, because we are coming to the place and season and moment that if we can see God's glory, it, we should be chased. Hallelujah. Because the Antichrist will come in our day. And everything is underway for the Antichrist to come. When we read the writings on the wall, we should understand the seasons and the times we are in. And it says, in the last days, know for sure that perilous times shall come. Difficult times shall come. COVID was just an introduction. And COVID was God's judgment because the nations will not tend to God. Because the Lord gave a revelation of a white horse that, was so, that had a moody face. And was so bloodthirsty and moved from the west to the east and moved from the east to the west. So, whilst we thought it was over, then another came. But, beloved, a west one is going to come. Until the nations repent and recognize that the Lord, the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. The disregard to God and people wanting to do all kinds of things and, and sin against God in all boldness and confidence. The Lord will bring us to our knees. That we will know that only asasira, tough times are going to come. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm not scaring you, but tough times are going to come. That is why we must be prepared for the last days. It says, perilous time shall come. Farming is going to come. What happened in 83? No, some of you were not there, so you didn't even know what. Farming is on the way coming. And it's not just for pockets of nations. It's cutting across the world. And I want to tell you, by divine intelligence. Start preparing gradually and start saving some dry foods. Is it raining? When it happens like that, this time he's not waiting for us to finish it. In the midst of it, the rains have come. And that is one covenant between me and the Lord. 
when I have done what he wants me to do, it rains. Or power goes off and comes back. So, beloved, I told the Lord and asked him, the Lord, come yourself and speak to your people and you prepare them because I don't know how I can prepare them for these last days. Beloved, we have sat on the fence for too long, taking things for granted in the church. And it looks like the church of Jesus Christ doesn't even know where she's going. We have lost our authority and vain because we have compromised. And the focus is on material things. And it, it is like we don't even know that the end is coming. Material blessing is good. We need it for the expansion of the kingdom. But that should not detect our course. That should not detect what we should do. So because of money, I will kill my brother. So because of money, I will do anything. Because, because how can I do the work of the ministry? By going to consult a power from Benin. Meaning, But you see, we have brought a lot of Babylonish things into the church. And the church is practicing Babylonish lifestyle. And I am beginning to retrace my steps. The Lord wants us to prepare. And what do we do? Come with me to Leviticus. Leviticus 6, 12 and 13. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. Note verse 13. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Hallelujah. The fire of the Lord in you, woman of God. The fire of the Lord in you, daughter of Zion. The fire of God in you shall be burning on the altar of the Lord every day, 24 hours for seven days a week, the fire of the Lord shall be burning. Hallelujah. If you read Revelation 8, 1, 2, and 3, it said the angel showed up and brought more incense onto the altar and mixed it with the prayers of the saints and presented it to the throne of our God. Our prayer, our prayer, your prayer life, woman, must be on fire than ever. 
Prayer must go before the throne consistently, continually, constantly. The altar of the Lord which is inside of you must never cease praying. When even you are sleeping and you, are, you have slept dead, you will notice that there is a part of you that is still praying. The child of God must pray non-stop. This is what would make us be able to stand against the wiles of the devil in these last days. Praying by the Spirit of the Lord. Building up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God himself. Making you pray. When we begin to see and hear even our fathers. Those who must be able to teach us to pray. Begin to ridicule prayer. And play down prayer. And give definition to prayer. Then you know that the church has missed it. Because nobody can tell at any given time. The death of one's prayer. For the Bible says that anyone that speaks in an unknown tongues speaketh unto God. And nobody can tell the depths of mysteries he's speaking. I can be praying, yeah, 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 for hours. It will sound foolishness to you, except you are connected to the spirit. But the Bible says that he that searches the spirit knows that I'm praying according to the will of God. So no man can listen to you praying and give definition to your prayer. Ali could not tell the prayer of Anna and the death of Anna's burden. But you see, the intensity of your prayer is determined by the burden on your heart. The intensity of your prayer is determined by the burden of your heart. And show me a man or woman who is a prophet of God. She is an intercessor. She stands between the altar and the people. Pray. For prayer does what nothing else is able to do. So woman, you must recognize your relationship with God, that is your father, and he wants you to prepare for these last days. Your fire on the altar must never be put off. Prayer. Pray. So he says, is anyone among you who is afflicted? Is any among you who cannot pray? Let him pray because there is no substitute to prayer. Pray. For the spirit himself, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that it says that, no, Romans 8, 26, it says that, for we don't know the extent to which we are supposed to pray as we should, but the Holy Spirit helps our infirmity. So it's okay. You can stand, start in the flesh, yawning, feeling weak, tired, but as you persist in prayer and the Holy Ghost takes over, now you, you who never was able to stand the prayer, yawning, tired, and ever, now you can't stop the prayer because he has taken over the prayer. And that is what you need to sustain you in this last day because when you shall enter into your closet, you would understand. Because in prayer, he will show up. In prayer, he would speak. In prayer, he would direct. 
in prayer it's between you and him alone but when we are praying and we are wondering and our minds are wondering so it says that when you have to pray enter into your closet close your door nothing should distract you and focus on the Lord focus on the Lord because heaven is waiting for your prayer so the angels of the Lord would add incense so it can burn before God. And when it has gotten to the throne of God, it is now sent back to the earth as tendering, lightning, and power on earth. Don't make the throne of God empty. Because the heavens is waiting to receive your prayer. Then incense and more incense would be added. So it can ascend to the throne of God. Then the heavens shall respond. Because in these last days, you are the one God wants to use to destroy every evil work. Hallelujah. So you must be in partnership with him. He said, for I sought for a man to make the head and stand in the gap. And I did what? I found none. Where are the men of prayer? Where are the women of prayer? Everybody wants to engage in something that would make him or her to be seen. So we are all giving ourselves to those things that can draw the attention of men. But intercessors are hidden. Nobody knows of them. Nobody hears of them. But there are they that really get the job done. There was this man of God that carried the miracle power of God. And he was in a church. And there was an old lady in the church. And Bible said, this man did miracles, tremendous miracles. And they both happened to go to heaven. And the reward of a crown the Lord placed on the old lady. The minister said, but Lord, what happened? I did the miracles. The Lord said, yes, you did the miracles. But the powerhouse behind all the miracles you did is this old lady in your church that day and night prayed earnestly in fasting and in prayer for you that your ministry would receive credence. It's by her prayer that you did the miracles you did. Nobody recognizes intercessors. Nobody recognizes those behind the scenes that really get the job done. For in these last days, it should be nothing for you to be seen. It should be all that for him to see. The moment your, your most important bedding is what is it that would make people recognize me? It's not about us, not unto us, not unto us, O oh Lord, but to you be of the glory. In these last days, we've got to forget about ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to do with us what he wants to do. Men may not recognize us. And in these last days, God is looking for the nobodies to make them somebodies. So prepare yourself in your closet. Pray more. Spend time in the word. 
For there are revelations and insight he will bring to you. When you would enter into your closet, you would understand. He will not speak to you out there because the marketplace is so busy. He said, Moses, 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 the grounds on which you are standing is holy ground because he saw the burning bush and he wondered what this could be. He has ever walked that path several times grazing his father-in-law's flock. But that particular day, he saw the burning bush and the grass was not consumed. He says, I will turn and see. When you give God your full attention, he gives you details. Give God your full attention. And you can only get God's full attention and God can get your full attention when you begin to spend quality time in prayer. So when it is time to come into his presence and when it is time to come into his presence in prayer, put away your watch. Put away your phone. These are the two things which is really hurting us. Your watch and your phone. Put it away. Close the door. Enter into your closet. Shut the door. Nothing else should come in. Because he wants to have your full attention so he can deal with you on the mysteries of the kingdom. The gospel is not complete until we preach that aspect of his second coming and the last days. Otherwise, it becomes a social gospel. Anything we preach from the gospel and we don't add the second coming of the Lord and we don't add the last days, then the gospel is not complete. But he said, this gospel of the kingdom must be preached to the whole world, then the end shall come. It's time for us to go back and preach on the last days and preach on the second coming of the Lord. We must prepare ourselves in prayer and to make sure that the perpetual fire on the altar is never quenched. Because heaven is waiting to receive that perpetual fire and add more incense so that glory and honor would be at the throne of our father. So when the church stops praying, then you can see, when the church stops praying, then the devil has a few day. That is why woman, prepare yourself for these last days. And go back to that which you were taught from the beginning when you came to know the Lord. You didn't know much. You didn't know the revelations as it were. But you knew how to pray. And you had results. He would incline his ear to your prayer. Go back to the word. Let the Lord teach you his word. Hallelujah. Thank God for Bible schools. Thank God for commentaries. Thank God for all the various theologians. But the Spirit expressively Himself will teach you. The Spirit Himself will teach you. Because when we don't spend time in His presence and just want to preach anything at all, then we will preach all right, but we will not preach his destiny message that would make his destiny people. But in these last days, God wants you and I 
to be prepared because perilous times shall come. Dangerous times are coming. Farming is coming. Hallelujah. Turn your flower pots into sowing some vegetables and sowing some good things. Amen? I have decided to create flower pots and do some vegetables and do some tomatoes and do some cucumber and do some carrots and do all that. And because of where we are going, it is only in your closet that the Lord will reveal to you things to come. And by the powers of the age to come, you will receive that supernatural power of God that would cause you to command things into being. And you would command and it shall stand still. But get yourself prepared. Spend time in his presence. Spend time in the word. You can't always wait for the preacher to come teach you the word. You must be able to know the word for yourself. That when the preacher is off course, you can know that this one is non fat. Because you can't swallow everything at all. I, I get so heartbroken when even preachers, because they have made the name, they see things committing apostasy, committing wrong things, and people are hailing, and people are excited, and people are nodding. For the fact that he is he, he is not the Lord. So the apostle Paul said, even I, Paul, for all I have taught you, if I come again to say something else, declare me to be a curse. Because, beloved, it is not about man. It's about the Lord. But we have been so much used to people and we are so used to men of God and, and we are so used to names and, and titles. But in these last days, the Lord is not placing his attention on those that have made the names. You can have a name but walk in error. And the thing is that because we look at names, when even they are in error, we swallow the error. But the time is coming that we must return into our closet and pray. Then the Lord will make us know that we are praying for double anointing. And all of us have prayed that prayer before. But for these last days, it is not double anointing. It is sevenfold anointing. Sevenfold anointing. Isaiah 11. They are there. You can count them. Unction, the seven spirits of God, the sevenfold anointing, the seven horns of God are for us in these last days. And we must become vessels unto honor. We must purge ourselves, throw away any junk out of our lives so we can seek God. And those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. There's a price to pay for these last days. We must kill this self. And this self must completely go. Then we can behold his glory. Are you with me? The fire must be an endless fire on the altar of the Lord. Hallelujah. We must engage the heavens in prayer. We must engage the word of God. When we come into the presence of God... And we pray like the Apostle Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus. That you receive the spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. What that scripture means is that the Lord would open the eyes of your spirit. Because the eyes of our spirit man is there. When the eyes of your spirit man is open. You will see the Lord Jesus Christ. 
you would have encounter when we come together like this and the ancient saints come we will see them when our personal angels that have been given come we will see them because you see your spiritual eye is lightly up your physical eye and it takes the spirit of God to open it so that you will go beyond the black and white prints of scripture. Then when you read scripture, you don't just read it like that. There is a mystery in that scripture. And he would give it because in every scripture verse, there are sevenfold meanings to it. In every scripture verse, there are seven aspects of insight to it. That when you seek the Lord, he would give you insight and understanding. Hallelujah. We must... Women, we must rise up and raise godly children. Amen. Godly because for most of the time, mothers are with the children. Most of the time, it's mothers that breastfeed the children. No daddy has ever breastfed. It's mothers that feed. Mothers can pour into their children the very spirits they have. That is why mothers must be very careful of the spirits they have because as you breastfeed, you are transferring. So mothers must be very conscious to raise godly children. Put the fear of God into your children. Preach the word to your children. Prophesy to your children. Show your children God. Let them understand the goodness of God, the the praises of God. Teach them how to worship. A child will see and do just what the mother is doing or the father is doing. So parents, we must teach our children God. So the Bible says in 22.6, train the child in the way he should go. There is a way every child must go. Hallelujah. So when they grow, they will not depart. We must put in them the values of the Lord. It's so unfortunate that we don't understand these things. That the Bible talks about, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And it says, your sons and daughters. And talks about the young men and the young women. And talks about the young men and the old. And then talks about the men servants and the maid servants. Everyone is in that category. Babies are in there. Children, toddlers are in there. Adolescents are in there. Then the elderly are in there. And then the ministers of God, the women of God and the men of God are in there. For these last days, there's coming a sevenfold unction and not a double unction. Hallelujah. There's coming a sevenfold unction and not a double unction. That when we begin to talk about Elijah, and then God would bring us revelation of Elijah. And Elijah would come to you and tell you that, you know what? I could have done better. But I feared. I feared Jezebel. And Jezebel intimidated me. But in these last days, the Elijah anointing is coming. We will no longer fear Jezebel. We shall confront Jezebel as it is. And Elijah will say that I could not make it. But I have come to help you partner with you to deal with Jezebel forever and ever because the spirit of Jezebel is the spirit of Baal and in these last days idolatry would be so common defiance against God would be so common disregard 
to God will be so common. But when we shall demonstrate the power of God, we shall silence them. For the Lord has chosen you and I. And we must be strong and bold to live up to it. And there's a price to pay for getting about ourselves and holding on to what God is saying. Hallelujah. These are the last days. In Revelation 12, 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the dead. In these last days, some of us that will stand uncompromising for the Lord will lose our lives. Hallelujah. Jesus said they will kill you. And folks, we must understand clearly that death is just a transition. Death is just a transition. Before the true believer dies, at the point of martyrdom, his spirit is taking away, it is only this body. When Stephen was stoned, his spiritual eyes were opened. He said, I see the Lord Jesus Christ standing. Matas have always a, a unique place before God. Because in that state of dying for the Lord, the Lord gave him a standing ovation. Folks, for he dying for us, it should not be difficult for us to die for him too. He says, whosoever loves his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for his name's sake shall find it. And the Bible tells us that there is a number of those that must die for the Lord. Because in heaven, the martyrs are crying. And the blood is flowing like rivers of water. And the angel said, they are crying, the Lord, oh Lord, how long would you wait to avenge for our blood? And it says, hold your peace unto your brethren. That also must be killed like you. That is done. So beloved, in these last days, that he has intentionally left us to see, some of us would have to die for him. They love not their lives unto the dead. And I'm not saying these things to scare you. This is the truth. And you must be chosen by him and appointed by him to die for him. And if he finds you to be one, he would give you all the grace to stand. He would give you all the strength to stand. But be ready and prepare your heart and prepare your mind. In Ruth 1, there were two women, Ruth and Opa. They came face to face with a life situation. And they were all almost giving up. Their mother-in-law herself had given up. And said, don't call me Naomi. The pleasant one of the Lord. Call me bitterness. Because the Lord. And bitterness is part of these last days. For they without us. We shall not be made perfect. We will go through tribulations. We will be persecuted. And the church grows 
when there is persecution. When the church is comfortable, there is no growth. But when persecution comes, then growth comes. They will pursue us. They will fight us. They will look for us. Our own family members and even those who we are being with the church, they can even say, oh, the bishop, his house is here. He's living here. Go and catch him. Yes. They of us who have worshipped with us and know our ways and moves and know our movements, they will tell them that he is here. Was it not Judas who brought the Sahindrins and the Sadducees to where Jesus was praying because he had been with him and he knew his areas of prayer. And, uh, so beloved, we should know that those that are very close to us, if we will not prepare them to know the Lord and be grounded in the Lord and know the ways of the Lord and, 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 and really bring them to understand and let go the flesh and the desires of the flesh, there will be those that would give us up. When the enemy will come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. But understand and know that woman, you must intentionally, deliberately prepare yourself for these last days because there are tough days ahead. Things would happen that you'd have to give up. The Bible says that even it came to a time that women had to cook their children and eat them. Amen. It said prices of things will go up. But when one day Olonko of Gary is now 500 Ghana, now you will know where we have come to. When you put water on fire, does it boil instantly? It takes time. That is what we are. The thing is taking time. It's gradually. But before then, boop, 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 boop. But are you ready? Are you prepared? If you are not prepared, it will take you by surprise. For the kind of life and messages we are hearing in our churches and the way we are so engrossed with denomination the time has come that we forget about denomination and think about kingdom because Christ is coming for his church he's not coming for any particular denomination he's coming for his church you and I amen so beloved prepare yourself when Naomi said well, this is how far I have come in the journey of life. I'm going back to Bethlehem, Judah, because I've heard that things have become better. The daughter-in-law said, we will go with you. But then she insisted and said, at my age, I cannot produce a husband for you any longer. And even if I should, are you going to wait? No. So you go, perchance, Prosterity will deal well with you. And Opa lifted her voice, cried, wept, kissed her, and went away. But Ruth said, Don't entreat me to live. Maria Tasso said, Bebia ube kono, ehona me meko. Bebia ube wunu, ehona me me unkrofu, obeya me unkrofu. 
a ho and a mission. Wunyami, by a minyami. Woman, this is your steadfast heart attitude. He said, when she realized that she has steadfastly made up her mind, she stopped asking her to leave. In these last days, this is the posture you and I need if we can go through. And women, by God's grace, have a deeper threshold of pain than men. Women are able to withstand pain than men. That is how God has wired them. So women, there is a unique place of God for your placement in these last days that you will need to strengthen the men for the men to stand strong because there is something in you that can energize the men to do well. As Deborah did with Barak, So in these last days, women, prepare to help us, the men, to realize what God is saying and help us to go all out. Don't fail us. Don't disappoint God. Don't pull us down. Rather, urge us on like Sabina Wombrand. When they went to a party with the husband and they were so much condemning the Lord Jesus. And he said to the husband, Richard, rise and defend the name of the Lord. He says, Sabina, if I did that, you will not see your husband again. He says, I don't want a coward for a husband. So Richard stood and defended the Lord. It was a rainy day as this. Whilst walking by the roadside, with an umbrella, a car put by him. Rev, can we give you a lift? He entered, and for 21 years, his family never saw him again. They tortured him for Christ. If you ever read that book, many of you in this generation have never seen that book, Tortured for Christ, the church in chains. If it were Christ, would you give him your blanket? At that time, the wife had given birth to a son, flings one brand. The Americans worked it out and bought him from prison in Romania. When he was released, he sat in a bus going back home to where he thought his family ever lived. When he got to the place, the whole place had been pulled down. There was no place. So he jumped on a bus. I'm going, looking for a way out. And interestingly, he sat by a young man, 21 year old. And he engaged the young man in a chat. And said, hello young man, how are you doing? And what's your name and what do you do? Do you know of any Wombrand family? And says, oh yes, my name is Flace Wombrand. My daddy was a preacher of the gospel, but my mom told me that something happened and he was whisked into prison and tortured for Christ. Then Richard Wombrand started sharing tears. He said, I'm Richard Wombrand. 
your dad. He says, Daddy, are you sure? He says, look at the marks of my consecration for Christ in prison. He says, is mommy alive? So they went home together. Folks, one woman made this statement. I don't want a coward for a husband. Another woman for power and for position. Lady Macbeth made the same statement to the husband. I don't want a coward for a husband. Go kill King Duncan so you can be the king of Scotland so I can be the queen. I don't want a coward for a husband. For position and power, any woman who does not know the Lord would do anything. But in our day, where are the daughters of Zion? They would arise and tell their husbands and tell their sons, I don't want a coward for a son. I don't want a coward for a husband. If it is for Jesus, arise! If you die today, we will meet at the other side tomorrow. Prepare yourselves. We can't compromise any longer. We may lose congregation members, but the Bible says that the time is coming that those that will be filthy, let them be filthy still. And those that will be unholy, let them be unholy yet. But there's a remnant left. For there are still yet 7,000 prophets who have not yet bowed down to bow nor kissed bow. Know your purpose. Know your placement. And know that if God preserves your life to go through the days of the Antichrist, he's so confident that he would help you to go through it. But prepare yourself. Once everything seems so okay, because nobody knows what 2023 has for us, but folks, 2023 is not going to be easy. And it's not going to be easy on the church. The church is not going to have it easy. Amen? The church is not going to have it easy. In America, they are experiencing it already. If you're a minister and you're not ready to accept to join men and men and women and women who want to marry, you are out. You are imprisoned. It's happened in 89. Law 221. If you are called a pastor in Ghana in those days or a reverend minister and you don't have a proof to it, you go to prison for six months. Those laws are there. They have not repealed them. They are there. So folks, seek God with all your heart. Because because the time would come, me, myself, no, I'm running for my life. You two, you are running for. When I'm coming to you, you'll be afraid because when, when they see me come to you, then I'm, I'm, I'm letting you out. So once we have the freedom and the liberty to come to church, let's come, let's receive the word, let's read the word, read the word, pray, read the word, do the evangelism because the days are coming. We will not have the freedom and the luxury as we have now. 
because this is not our home. This is not our world. The world will love its own. They would hate us for his name's sake. There are those already during the ISIS. You saw the way they lined up the believers and they cut off their head like they were cutting the head of goats and, and sheep. Did anybody talk? Did anybody speak? Because the powers of darkness enjoyed it. There's a number. Maybe you are in that enlisted number. But if you are part of that number, the Lord will touch you tonight and prepare you for it. You must be prepared for these last days. Be prepared for your work with God. The days of laxity is over. It, there's nothing like salvation is an individual thing. And the Bible says we must seek our salvation with fear and trembling. I had always believed and preached it before. The one said, forever said. Beloved, it's not true. If you escape it, it is only his grace. If you escape it, it is only his grace. But we must make sure that we would fervently, truthfully, sincerely do our part. The altar, the fire on the altar must be burning 24-7. Spend time in the word. Spend time doing what you can do. Make sure that you have more points for yourself in the kingdom. Bible says in Colossians 3.16, says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Because the days will come, we can't handle Bible freely like that. Too. It must be in you. And if you never read it and read it and read it and spend time to read it, read it, reading and hearing, reading and hearing, reading and hearing. Because in some of the consecration comes, what they did was that they would pick you up and raise loud noise and say negative things about God. And 24-7, that is what you hear. And the things you hear affects your thinking. So, beloved, we must feed ourselves with the word of God. So that anytime you need it, the Holy Ghost will pop it up. Let's prepare ourselves and let's allow the Lord to prepare us. Amen? Let's prepare ourselves for these last days. Women, men, let's prepare ourselves. Men of God, women of God, let's prepare the congregation of God deliberately for the last days so they don't tell us, Mesofu Anchereme. Because Nema, Yense, Asofu, Ye Chirechre, Ye Kikane, Ye Yedia, Edi Hubeba. But they that know they are God. So we must know him. And how do you know him? It's by searching the scriptures. In 539 it says, Search through the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have life. For there are they who testify of me. Beloved, read the Bible. 
Amen? Move away from all the energy spent on all the time on social media. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Pray every day and protect your spirit from the things that are so evil because there's so much wickedness coming up. Draw closer to the Lord and he will draw nice. So if you don't draw close, he cannot draw close. Amen. There is nothing more important than your relationship with God. Let's place premium on that. Hello? My prayer for you is that you will pray to the Lord. The Lord, prepare me for these last days. Holy Spirit, prepare me for these last days so that I will not fail you. Grant me the grace. Grant me the strength. Amen? Let's crucify the flesh. Let's deny ourselves. Let's focus on Christ. Jesus himself said, one thing is needful. Let's give ourselves to the word. Let's give ourselves to working for God and let's have a heart for seeking after God. Amen? I'm sure people are wondering and, and, and preparing Christmas about what should I get for Christmas? For me, no, no more Christmas. Because Christmas is a Babylonish thing. Easter is a Babylonish thing. We must take these things out of church. Hallelujah. Not because I don't have money to buy Christmas chicken. No. No. Not I'm tired of the chicken. I'm, I'm tired of beloved. Amen. Because we have been taught these things so Husbands under pressure, mothers under pressure, wives under pressure, Christmas above. Let's throw it away. Every day is Christmas for the believer. Especially for us in Tema. I mean, we are taking chicken and rice every day, so Christmas in the background. Get our schoolboys in the Amen. Start storing, drying, get our schoolboys and put them in sacks. Amen. Start storing Gary rice. The things that are dry foods that cannot spoil. Start keeping them gradually because you can't have the money to buy all of that at once. Amen. Because by divine intelligence, we are getting to rough times. In 2020, there were heavy prophecies. Did we ever have a glimpse that there was going to be a day, even the Sunday before the announcement went that no more going to church. It took all of us by surprise. We said, oh, but they should have said it earlier, so we would have announced. It just came. <clears throat> peace, 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 peace. Then sudden destruction. So it's my prayer that you prepare ourselves. And have a diligent and a made-up mind like Ruth. Because if we have that posture, it will be determined by the passion we have. Because your passion would always be determine your posture. 
Woman, have a passion for the Lord. And, and bring your children to it. Amen? That your children will know and understand that this is mommy's God. This is daddy's God. That wherever they find themselves, they will not forsake the Lord. Amen? Let's make them love the Lord and seek God and hunger for the things of God. Then the Lord will preserve them. That they will have faith in God that regardless of whatever, the Lord will be there for me. These are the things we must teach and preach. Hallelujah. Christ is coming soon. The last days, they are going to be rough. But we must be prepared for the last days. Amen? When people don't know you, it's okay. People don't regard you, it's okay. People don't respect you, it's okay. You don't have any title, hallelujah. The most important thing is what we place premium and importance on on earth, it is not so in heaven. But let us pray like this. Hymis, the hymn is sung that let the church on earth be like the church in heaven. Hallelujah. Let the church on earth be like the church in heaven. And Jesus himself prayed that as it is in heaven, so be it on earth. Where are those men and women who are ready to experience heaven on earth? There's a price to pay. It's not easy to spend hours on end on your knees in prayer, but it pays. It's not easy to spend time reading and reading and reading. So when you would take your Bible to read, say, Lord, spirit of truth, teach me. Give me understanding. Let every falsehood leave me. Take me beyond the black and white prints of scripture and give me revelation in the knowledge of you so that you can have an in-depth understanding. Because except he teaches you, you notice when the Ethiopian Enoch was reading Azar, the Lord asked Philip, by teletransport, join yourself to him. And he asked him, do you understand what you are reading? He says, no, except somebody guides me. And says, on the same scripture, he preached the Lord to him. In these last days, we are going to receive visitations. Dr. Sally would be studying Isaiah. And then the prophet Isaiah will show up and ask you, Doc, do you understand what you are reading? He says, except you help me, sir. And he'll start telling you what he meant by what. But that would be when we spend time in his presence in the word. The once you are studying the word, the Lord Jesus Christ will show up. Say, do you understand what you are reading? And he will teach you. And that would solidify in your spirit. So he said, you don't need any man to teach you. He himself will come and give you insight. You must love the word. You must love his presence. And the presence of God must be with us forever. David, uh, Moses said, Lord, let your presence never depart. Because if God is not with us, then who is going to be with us? We must renew our mindset on a lot of things. When we go into our closet to seek him, the Lord will change a lot of things. Tonight, it's my prayer, and I trust that I have 
said some few words to you that would stir you up to want to ask God to prepare you for himself for these last days as a woman, as a man, as a minister of the gospel. That we would teach and draw the attention of our people to know that in these last days, rough times would come. But them that will seek God, the Lord would help them to overcome. Because in these last days, there will be an anointing that the earth has not experienced before. Hallelujah. The Lord asked me to have communion with us. That as we take of his body and take of his blood, he would endue us with power and grant us a grace that would make us to begin to understand our work with him and draw us into his presence. Some of us may be struggling with prayer. We don't even enjoy prayer again. And prayer is something else for us. But from tonight, let the Lord begin to make prayer sweeter. Let the word be sweeter. Let the word be refreshing. Let another strength come into you. That you begin to seek God. That fear would go away. Because what you and I need is to be able to hear the voice of God and be so close to the Lord. As long as we can hear from God and be so close to God, we have the power to overcome everything. Because what we have, the world cannot receive. Let his manifest presence be tangible in our lives. The Lord bless you. Let's bow our heads for a short word of prayer. Just talk to God that he should prepare you for these last days. Prepare you for the tough times ahead and also prepare you for the greater unctions, the greater moves of his spirit that he would give you the right attitude that would make you to be able to stand for him. To understand and enjoy prayer. To understand his word. To totally have a hunger and to seek God. That the things of this world will no longer mean anything to you. But that you would want to build for yourselves treasures in heaven. Ask the Lord to give you access to Heaven's treasure. Nyamapabi Set your affection on things above not on things on earth. Any struggling, you are struggling in your work with God. And anyway, your work with God seems like a pendulum, up and down, not consistent. The Holy Spirit is here to give you the strength, to energize you and to enable you. But even as you dine with the Lord tonight, as we draw the curtains for Gaini, prophetic conference 
the Lord will begin to open the ears of your spirit and the eyes of your spirit to understand in details what there is and what you and I would have to do. Spirit of the living God, we submit ourselves to you, Lord. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. But help us, Lord, with those things that can make us beat down the flesh and give prominence to your spirit. Deliver us from self and help us to throw away anything that has bled our sight and hindered our walk. Make us with a woman with a different spirit. Let us understand your ways and your glory and your power. And Lord, help us by preparing us your way that the fire on our altars which is our hearts will never be quenched because your word declares in Isaiah that a smoking flax you will not quench help us to understand what we must understand and help us to forgo the things we must forgo and help us to enjoy your presence your word fellowship with one another and true love for one another help us to deepen our work with you Holy Spirit confirm and affirm us and strengthen us with grace to face the years to come especially 2023 and the years ahead you know what we do not know. So prepare us, O Lord. As we dine with you, help us every day to remember you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. How great the and you are God and mighty are your miracles we're standing on of your holiness alright all those who are coming please come and Lord we bow and worship you Sing awesome God. Shall we please come from the back? How great the world. Let's come quickly. And so. you are God. And mighty are your miracles. We're standing up of your holy name. And Lord, we bow and worship you. Let's sing holy, holy. Are you Lord? 
and all creation sing call you God let your voice and say to him say worthy is your name oh God Father, we worship your name. We worship your majesty. Your majesty. Let's sing holy, holy, holy. Holy. Are you Lord? Are you Lord? All creation. All creation. They'll call you God. Call you God. Lift up. Our voices say, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the name. Is your name. Lord, we worship you, Lord. We worship your majesty. Your majesty. Let's sing awesome God say. God, you are God, the mighty, 